What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Sorry to Interrupt podcast. We have an NFL Wednesday, but today, Sean and I started off with our Yankees eulogy. Feels like we do this every single year. We haven't been celebrating since we started the podcast, Uh, so if you want to skip that, I don't really blame you. After that, we went up and down the docket from last week's NFL, then we made our picks. After that, we talked about just bullshitted for a few minutes. I did give away the ending to the uh, Many Saints of Newark Sopranos movie, or not really the ending, but one of the key things in there. So if you guys want to skip through that to the end, I don't really blame you. Um, That's going to be at the very end of the podcast, but we'll be back next week with an NBA preview. Enjoy the pod, guys. guys and welcome back to another episode of the sorry to interrupt podcast we promised it it's an nfl wednesday we're back for a second time this week and tom all i can say to you is uh we went with our hearts on our uh prediction the other day and uh we shouldn't have done that yeah i did not say that was a sperm bank pick so for those gambling it's not on me and we're gonna rehash the yankees much further in the offseason a uh, few things I want to say. My secretary texted me an article, um, and then he's saying all these things. He wants somebody to be fired, blah, blah, blah. And I'm sick and tired of hearing, if this, if I ran the Yankees, if this, if that. I'm going to use one of my uncle's favorite sayings, one of my favorite sayings. If my aunt had a dick, she'd be my uncle. <laughs> okay? That's... <laughs> We're going to sit here, and, and he wants somebody to be fired. He wants he doesn't care if it's Phil Nevin, this, that, or the third. Nobody's going to get fired, and they're going to run it back. Yeah, I mean, we, we talked about this all year, and we've had our disagreements, and we've had our counseling sessions. And what I just want to like say to everybody out there, honestly, is like, if you hate Aaron Boone, you hate the delivery of every press conference, right? You're tired of him with these corny cliches of saying, well, you know, we really competed hard and I loved Sanchez at bat today or I thought Coley threw the ball well, missed a few. That's what you're fucking tired of. But the fact of the matter is they're a playoff team every year with him. If the players really like him and Cashman really likes him, Cashman is coming back. So anybody that thinks he's not, sorry, not happening. If Cashman really likes him and the players really like him, Boone will be retained. Unfortunately, or fortunately, however you look at it, in my opinion, Tom, and I don't know how you feel, manager in today's baseball with the – I mean, A-Rod was waxing poetic constantly last night about Alex Cora. I thought, honestly, Cora I thought he was going to go down to the dugout and give him a blowjob. I think he was ready to. I think that's where he went at the uh, during the champagne celebration because – Okay, Alex Cora won a championship with most of those players, right? He also won the World Series as a bench coach on the cheating Astros in 17. A little Mm. bit more credibility. I get that. But this team with the Yankees this year, and I don't care how much you hate Boone, you got to be objective here. This was a team that with poorly constructed roster Mm -hmm. from the get-go. I want to read a couple things off to you, Tom, before I get your two cents here. Let's hear it. The majority of the first base before the Yankees got Anthony Rizzo, who arguably was the third best hitter on the team throughout the year, who came over on the 1st of August, 
was occupied by an oft-injured Luke Voigt, who can't play defense, Jay Bruce, who retired two weeks into the season, and Chris Gittens and Mike Ford. The most of left field was occupied by Miguel Andahar, Clint Frazier, and a little of Brett Gardner until he had to take over in center because Aaron Hicks was out yet again. And Rugnet Odor was the primary Yankee second baseman this year who was DFA'd in April by the Rangers, whom we picked up and hit 200. DJ LeMahieu hit 265 this year, and Glaber Torres hit 10 home runs. He was our everyday shortstop for the majority of the season. Now, with all of that information, this team won 92 fucking games. Oh, by the way, Araldis Chapman was basically unpitchable on and off throughout the whole season, and Zach Britton was either hurt or ineffective with Chad Green coughing up games left and right. So there's the picture of this season. They won 92 games. Yeah, I mean, that sounds like uh, more of a front office problem than it does, Aaron. Who's he going to run out there? You there know were what times I mean? during the season there was like <clears throat> there was no right answer because you knew somebody was going to come and, and, and blow the game or no one could hit. Absolutely. Um, off-season focuses real quick. I know we're going to get much more into this, and, and this is a football Wednesday, actually on a Wednesday. I think our biggest focuses outside of pitching, pitching, pitching is re-signing Rizzo, and we got to get a real shortstop in here. I'm, I'm looking at Corey Seager. Thank you. That's the name that I'm thinking too, man. Left-handed bat, former gold glover, a lot of pop. World Series champion. I've been World pretty Series good. MVP. Yeah, I've been pretty good about getting my finger on the pulse. The um, it's kind of like the Machado situation when Seager got hurt. The Dodgers can let him walk now that they have an upgrade. Believe it or not, in Trey Turner, who is just amazing, hit a home run to tie the game recently. Um, Corey Seager's my guy. Corey Seager's my guy too. Bring back Rizzo. I think they're going to change up catcher. I don't expect Sanchez back. I think you um, you give Judge the extension this winter too, oh. and then you try to find a pitcher or two. But um, overall, listen, I know I know they're going to give. Pitching was pretty damn good. Yeah, I, I know they're going to give Judge the extension. It's kind of just the inevitable. But I mean, to have Stanton on the roster and then have basically Stanton 2.0 in a few years. And don't get me wrong, I think Judge is an excellent fielder. He's probably aside from Mookie Betts the best fielding right fielder in baseball. Maybe I'd put Gallo up there with him, but he's playing left now for the Yankees, unfortunately, next year, who, God, I wish they didn't have. Um, But at some point, he's going to be a DH, and we're going to have two DHs. Well, I think, just to push back on that a little bit, I I, would have agreed with you for the majority of the season, but what we did see was that Stanton now can play the outfield. He's not going to play the outfield every day, but he can play the outfield, which is a plus from where we were at this point last year. And if you're not going to re-sign Judge now, then when? Because all we said was, well, can he stay healthy? He was healthy all year. I know they never will. but He produced. I know they never will, but I want to put it on wax. I think they should trade him. Oh, yeah, no. They're going to lock him up and – He'll be a Yankee for a long time. And you're telling me Stan can play left field. Yeah, Stan can play a couple games in left field without getting injured, but I don't think that's going to last. Well, we're going to have to find out, right? And I I like what they were doing during the 
that winning streak where Stanton was playing right on a couple of occasions and Judge was playing right on a couple of occasions. And as much as Gallo, God, was he awful uh, offensively, but Go you can play, play him in. You can play him in left, center, or right, and I think with Gardner probably not coming back how many years in a row have we said that. Gallo can play all three outfield positions too, and you unfortunately will have Hicks back. There's there's flexibility in the outfield that you don't have to have Judge play out there every day or Stanton out there every day um, as and, opposed to what they have in the last few years. And, yeah, and I think uh, the most important thing for me because they're going to resign Judge is we need a shortstop. Yes. No offense, Gio Rochella, great storybook, whatever. Listen, I don't need him playing every single day anymore. Um, and I'm fine with him as their third baseman, man. He's not a shortstop, though. I I get that, but then, you know, what are we gonna do? What are we gonna do with DJ? I mean, DJ has to go back to the player that he was brought in to be. Hmm. Plays five days a week, alternating between first, second, and third. I like that. You know what? I, 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 I kind of forgot about the player that we signed him to be, which, hey, maybe he's best at that. I mean, based off this year, right, you're not going to give him second base. Glaber should be the second baseman. He just looks so much better there. His bat care, you know, his bat actually plays there too. And then you have Gio, who he is an elite third baseman. And he, I feel like he was another guy who just never really got his footing this year because he was on and off hurt this mm-hmm. season. I don't, I don't want to move off of Gio at third, but you can't have him play short. You need a legitimate shortstop, and you well, and I are agreement on Honestly, for, for needing a shortstop, uh, Car- Corey Seager is my guy just because I think he's going to come a little bit cheaper than a few of the other guys, and he's also a left-handed bat, which aside from Rizzo we re- and Gallo, I guess, we really didn't have. So that's why I want Seager. But this is the year to go out and get a shortstop. You got Correa, you got Baez, you got him. And um, there's Story. and Trevor Story, absolutely. And, and I know the Yankees have been linked to him before, but Seager's still uh, head and shoulders because one, I think he's going to be cheaper than all those other guys, just because he had another injury. You know, he's been in and out of the lineup, and he's and he's still coming off Tommy John, where he was injured there before. I know he won the World Series MVP post that. I think he'll be cheaper, and he might be the best one. And I think he's the youngest out of all those guys too. Correa's the youngest, but Seager's the second. And, yeah, I agree with all of what you said. The left-handed bat, I think, matters the most. We saw Absolutely. in the first this year is once we got more left-handed, the team started winning a little bit more, and, and pitchers had a much harder time navigating this lineup, and, you, and he's an elite shortstop defensively. Yeah, you give him seven, eight years, and your, your shortstop problem is solved for the foreseeable future. Uh, Correa is probably the best of all the players – I just don't know how you can bring him into the Yankee clubhouse. I, I, I don't. No matter how much they love him, I don't think that you're going to get the sign, the uh, the endorsement from some of the players who have had to go through those Astros teams. And I think Trevor Story would be a phenomenal option if if Seager and, and Correa aren't available. You know me. I don't want any part of Baez. No, I know. I know. You're very anti-Baez. I'm a little bit less, but I'm starting to come to your side. I see that deal, and I see us kicking ourselves year three, four, five, or whatever deal he gets. I might kick it year one, man. <laughs> um, and then I don't really know who, who you're looking at, who you have circled for catcher. You're going to have to find one in a trade, or you're going to have to sign you know, one of these guys that's – I mean, Mike Zanino. Yeah, he's got a club is, option, though. I don't see He's got a club option. It depends how much they like Mejia. Um, yeah. But, I'm thinking yeah, Jan I mean, Gomes, maybe. 
Jan Gomes, I, I don't think you're going to get a lot of production from your catcher position, but that's fine. I think the Yankees have just had it with Sanchez. I know the fan base has. I don't know how you can bring him back. He's, again, not even starting the wild. To be honest, game. I'm just tired of talking about him more than anything. Yeah, I think that's, I think that's more. The and that result. might be more than even a normal Yankees fan because we have that feud with Will Smith, which he has very clearly won. That feud's two years old. And you know what the worst part about Sanchez is? Is that there's so many people in baseball, and, and it is fair. I mean, it's objective. Is his offensive output compared to other catchers across Major League Baseball is still superior above average because he hits 20-something bombs and hit, drives in 60-something runs. I know, but... Mm. I'm not saying I care, but that's just what people are going to look at, right? Like, that's... It's a lot like, uh, what's his name, Grandal there for the White Sox. I mean, Grandal walks so much more than Sanchez does, but I think he hit like 202 this year, 203. Yeah, man. Much better defender. Yeah, and, and that's a big plus. I mean, you know, Gary's got the big arm, but, God, he couldn't catch a cold back there. And he can't catch anybody back there. I mean, every year it's the wild pitches and the pass balls. Yeah. Yeah, there's going to be wholesale changes that we'll talk about throughout the winter, and let's hope we get it right. But uh, I guess I'll ask you. I mean, we're, we're not less mentioned. We haven't even talked about the game yesterday. Uh, there's not much to say. Cole sucked. Uh, didn't have it from the get-go. And the offense... But you texted me, and you're right. Shuffled. Obviously, Cole can shoulder some of the blame, but we still would have lost that game had Cole pitched through it and just kept the three runs because we only scored one. Yeah. Yeah, it ended up being two, and I don't even know how they scored Sorry, the second yeah. run. So, yeah, it doesn't even matter. It might as well have been one. It might as well have been zero. Um yeah, the offense, again, had a game where it just didn't come out, and that was this team. Except for Stanton. Yeah. <laughs> Except for Stanton. Playing the stadium, he might have had two to three homers. And by the exactly. way, the biggest thing, I was coming home yesterday, so I popped the game on the radio, turned it on just as that Sterling call went on. I mean, we've been, I've been, we both have been calling him out as well as our secretary for years where he's like, it is high, it is far, it is a, oh, it's a pop out to second base. But that was a bad <laughs> one. Oh, it was brutal. Yeah, he doesn't know where the ball is. Well, yeah, it's time to hang it up when you can't see. Yeah, it's 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 rough. But I'll ask you this, Tom, just to put a bow on this. And finally, we have a long period of not talking to Yankees unless, obviously, news breaks. But is Aaron Boone the manager of the Yankees in 2022? Yes. Okay. I'm going to um, say no. I'm going to surprise you. Whoa. Well, then um, our secretary will be happy. <laughs> Yeah, it's it's an interesting thing. I mean, you know, the manager of the Yankees, everybody seems, everyone seems awful until, the, or everyone seems great until they come in and do the job, mm-hmm. right? We it, we're a few years removed from people fucking despising. I honestly, Girardi. dude, I don't even have a gripe with Aaron Boone how he's managed, and this is going to tie into the game. The only the the thing that I don't like Aaron Boone the most for is the fact that he tore his ACL and made a Rod a Yankee because. I hate everything about A-Rod, and I muted that broadcast. I couldn't hit the mute button quick enough. I have not watched a Yankee. Uh, I've not watched an ESPN game with the sound on since he's been the since he's been the announcer. Oh my god! I mean, he's literally one of the greatest baseball players ever, and he sounds like sometimes, honestly, he sounds like he's never watched an inning of baseball. I just think he tries, from what I've heard, like, he just tries to land these lines and things, but doesn't finish them. 
You know, like in the office with Michael Scott, where he says, sometimes I start a sentence. I don't know where it's going and I hope to find it somewhere along the way. Mm-hmm. That's A-Rod. That's A-Rod. Well, I don't know, man. ESPN just fucking had to trip over themselves to get him on this broadcast like he's fucking John Madden. And he is, he's brutal. Yeah, he might have the mind of John Madden, but he certainly can't articulate himself like John Madden could. No. And, or anybody else. And I've asked and I've never been a big fan of his either. Um, but yeah, I mean, Boone, <laughs> if they bring him back, I, I'm kind of like... Uh, I don't really care. I, I, I'm, no. I'm up and down with it. it, it it's going to be. For? Yeah, it's not. Because, uh, again, when people say they hate him as a manager, I think they just hate his press conferences and they hate his face and they hate. He, he kind of is a symbol for this team that had all of this promise after 2017 when Girardi was let go that Boone was going to be the one that took them to the next heights, right? And he hasn't delivered on that for whatever reason. A lot of the reasons aren't his, but that's where the fan base, I think, really loses it. Am I am I right on that? Do you think? Yeah, I, I, you're exactly right. You're 100 percent spot on. I, I think that they just need to put a face to this underperformance. And who better than the guy who's been running the team since they began underperforming, which was 2018? Right. Really. I mean, and that. 2019, yeah. but 18, I guess you could throw that in there as well. They did go to... No, they lost in the DS to the Red Sox, right? Yeah, 19 was the year they went to Game 6 against right. Houston. Yeah, yeah. Which he got a lot out of that team for. I mean, remember how injured that team was. Uh, he got a lot out of that team. But I think, you know, last year losing to the Rays. This year not beating Boston. I mean, those are things that are going to go against the ledger of the manager of the Yankees. I mean, Torrey and Girardi got a lot of run because they won championships. And Joe you know, Walter got fired after and, Game 5 of 95. And, you know, I have to say, like, obviously losing to Boston sucks. And if it was any other team, I think you said it um, on Monday, I, it wouldn't have mattered you know, if it was any other team, Boston had ran a better team out there. You know, I, I think it was more of a culmination of the entire season, how much the Yankees suck. Cause first of all, the Yankees shouldn't have been in that position. The Rays were so far back. Not that the Yankees, you know, the Red Sox were leading the division, but this team just sucked the entire year, sucked the life out of us. And they should have lost to Boston. Boston had a better team out there. Which is really sad because Boston had been floundering in the second half. I yeah, mean, but they, look they up had... and down that lineup, especially when you sit, when DJ's out and you sit Gary Sanchez and the bottom of your lineup is Velasquez, right? That's his name? Yep. And Kyle Higashioka. Gardner hit six last night. I know, bro. and it's just like you look at Boston's lineup and, and they're pitching and you're just like, yeah, I'll take that guy over this guy. I'll take that guy. And I mean... Listen, I know Cole is probably going to win the Cy Young, but <laughs> Nasty Nate, man, he looked like the Cy Young Award winner last night. And he was he was phenomenal, and you could tell it. Or you could tell early. I mean, once that ball that Stan hit didn't go out in the first, I was like, oh shit, because mm-hmm. we might not get we might not get one. And uh, it, it, that's the thing with Boston, though. I mean, they had no bullpen. Their their relief pitching was great last night, helped out by Phil Nevin's absolutely god-awful wave home of judge mm-hmm. but then you know brian brazier finishes it off and hansel robles pitches well guys came in who had been struggling the entire second half they had no bullpen i mean think about whitlock was their best one he got hurt they had barnes who was their closer who had a chapman 
issue, and Wittery couldn't get outs in the ninth. They moved him to a middle reliever. Ottavino couldn't get anybody. They weren't going to use him. So their bullpen was in shambles, yet somehow they were the team that was better. Their offense, even without J.D. Martinez, was better and more consistent. Uh, the biggest thing that happened last night was our Nathan Nivaldi was what Garrett Cole was supposed to be. Absolutely, man. He he definitely was, and he's not making – I know he's probably making good money, but he ain't making what Cole's making because I know he's the highest-paid pitcher in baseball. And, you know, the bullpen, it's like I trusted – what's the guy's name that came in after fucking Cole? I trust Clay him Holmes. more than I do – I want them to re-sign him. I trust him more than I do fucking Chapman. I think Holmes is under contract because they got him from the Pirates um, – but, yeah, I agree. He was nasty coming out of there, and I trust Loisaga a lot, too. He just looked burned out last night. Um, yeah, he looked like he he wasn't ready to come back from injury. Yeah. Is what he, he looked he, like. He, he got out of it that first inning, but that second inning, he just couldn't throw the ball over the plate. This, yeah. You know what? I have a question for you, okay? Because sure. you asked me if Boone's back. I said yes. You said no. Does Severino, listen to this question, does Severino ever start another game for the Yankees? Yes, yeah, so? he'll be in the he'll be in the rotation next year. They only pitched him out of the pen because they desperately needed him back, and he also could help stabilize a part of that bullpen that was absolutely wrecked because of the injuries. Okay, how about right. you? What do you think? I think so. Yeah, I mean, all the things. I mean, the Yankees are desperate for for top end starters, so I think he'll slide in there at probably number two behind um, behind. Cole, I mean, maybe number one, the way he fucking pitched yesterday. And, I don't know, maybe Stroman. Maybe they can finally go and get Stroman. I know he's a free agent. A couple guys I'd like a lot more than Stroman. Um, Stroman seems like an NL pitcher to me at this point in his career. But Mm. I I will tell you this, man, and, I mean, it doesn't make up for last night and definitely not trying to make up for it. It was a fucking horrendous performance in a game they had to have and why you're paying him. But... I think the worst thing about last year's playoffs were the fact that they were played at these neutral sites with no fans because Cole last year absolutely shoved in the playoffs for us. Three games where he gave up two runs or less, and one was a shutout in I seven know. innings against and Cleveland. Listen, the guys, it was, and it was like what Stanton did too, you know? It was a disappointing year even even for, for Cole all around, and he's still going to win the Cy Young. Right, yeah, because it was dominant up until when? August? Yep. That September was was rough. So I just don't want that narrative of people being like, well, he can't pitch in big games for the Yankees. He was great in the playoffs last year. He was not the reason why they didn't advance. And it's kind of like we're Stanton where people are still like, well, Stanton really tough. It's like, yes, I know they played in Petco Park in front of no fans and lost to the Rays. I don't worry about those two guys going forward in clutch situations. It, what it came down to was a pitcher just didn't have his best stuff and a, and a lineup full of guys that could kill mistakes, killed mistakes. Yep, absolutely. All right, you ready to move on to some football on a football Wednesday, NFL Wednesday? Tom, our team's won. I know we previewed that the other day, but I'm still shocked. Man, I still got that winning glow. I actually texted my uncle and said, he was like, oh, me pretending like the Yankees are actually going to do with all this stuff that that, uh, Joe Sherman wrote in the article. Um, uh, You know, it's going to get me through the year. I just said, please just enjoy the fact you're not a Jets fan. That's all. That is all. That is all. My well, uncle me and my secretary. Same same thing. Um, same person. What you let's say? start with your Jets. Let's start with your Jets. You want to lead it off with that or you want to go Thursday night quick? 
I guess we could do Thursday night. I like to lead with the locals, but we'll go Thursday night. I just I got it in I got it in order here. That's why. All right. I got the scores up. Bengals twenty four, Jaguars twenty one. As we know, the game didn't really matter. More of what mattered was your boy, your college, the old ball coach, Urban Meyer, decided not to take the flight back from Cincinnati and go to his bar and get a little lap dance. <laughs> well, the old ball coach is Steve Spurrier, by the way. But uh, yeah, Urban Meyer, not not great, not not a good look. He's lost that team. This week is a shit show. Um, he doesn't. He makes it to the bye week, right? That's then he's done. Does he get fired, or does he say that he has an illness, and then a couple weeks later he's magically cured in USC and him are in a press conference? So. There was the meeting with the owner and Urban Meyer yesterday, which, which which was Tuesday, and they were saying that you know they had an understanding and that behavior is inexcusable, and we're going to hold them to his word that he's going to be better and learn from this. But it's like none of that matters because there's nobody on this team that has any kind of respect for him as an NFL coach because he hasn't done anything, and these players are looking at him like he's a complete clown, which he is. Yeah, I was listening to Jonathan Vilma again, best guy um, for football, honestly, I think I've listened to in a long time, and he said that he has never, ever heard of a coach not getting on the plane with the team. He said if a coach ever even has something to do, like go to a fucking funeral, he would ride the plane back and then discreetly get out of there and do what he had to do. I mean, we talked about it when this hiring was made. We talked about it with Frenchie to do our whole coaching carousel discussion. Like, what do you want to do? Save a couple bucks on, like, a commercial flight or or chartering a jet? Well, he was already staying in Ohio, right? Because that's where his bar was. The game was in Cincy. So just make a little trip to Columbus. I have no idea where geographically that is. But, uh, dude... This guy is not an NFL head coach. He doesn't know anything about being an NFL head coach. In college, he can be a complete dictator and get away with murder, and it doesn't matter as long as he as he was. players who are going to go, <laughs> yeah, damn near. And literally, well, oh, literally players yeah, got away with murder for a while. Yep, with Hernandez, yep. <laughs> I was actually thinking about uh, him wedding the uh, the coach who was physically abusive to his pregnant wife, um, continue to stay on staff. Sorry, I got too. the murderer and that mixed up. Um mm. Yeah, I mean he you can't you can't get away with that in the in the pros. And I the the person I feel the worst for in this whole situation is is Trevor Lawrence because he does not deserve this. Yeah, but at the end of the day, Trevor Lawrence is too talented as he showed on this Thursday night and he's just going to hold his head high, touchdown Jesus will be fine and this nightmare ought to be over soon. Burrow looked really good. He did. He let his team down. They were down at halftime, and he came out slinging in the second half. Uh, both defenses looked like fucking you could put trash cans out there. They might be able to stop more players. But, I mean, the Bengals' fucking wide receivers look good. Even with uh, their good running back mixing going out, I mean, these wide receivers are the real deal. That, that relationship between Burrow and Chase is just gone from LSU to the pros. Cause oh, they, they I agree, but so I mean insane. the way the way he picks on you know um, when he's ha- when he's healthy Higgins, and yep. then the other guy, uh, the slot guy, no, Ta- Tyler Boyd. I mean he's got he's finding these guys all over the field. Even the tight end Uzoma had two touchdowns. Yeah, he was running through guys too on a couple of those plays. Uh, 
I always like those big burly tight ends who like to run over people. It's just a nice throwback style of football. But yeah, yeah, no, I, I'm, I'm, a, I've been impressed with this Cincinnati team. I'm not going to lie. Three and one. They're, I, and they're not a fluky three and one either. I think they're a good three and one. I don't know how much it'll mean, but they're not winning. They're winning games that really bad teams find ways to lose. Yes. All right, you ready? We're ready, Tom. All right, let's talk about the locals first, and then we'll run down the list in order. Jets beat the Titans in overtime 27-24. Titans have a major question mark on their head now. I mean, I know they were missing both A.J. Brown and Julio Jones. Um, They should have just handed the ball off every single time. But, I mean, the Jets, man, this defense looked fast. They put a lot of pressure on Tannehill. And Zach Wilson made a lot of really good throws. I'd go further than really good. He made a couple of special throws. Yeah. Where you finally saw that talent that everybody was raving about. Yeah, he he manifest. He looked incredible. Still a little bit shaky inside of the pocket, managing, I guess you would call it more of a normal offense. But when that play breaks down and he's making some off-schedule throws... There's nobody in the league, man. Nobody in the league that can do it better. Patrick Mahomes can. Well, we'll see, man. We'll see. <laughs> oh, I don't think. Stop it. He wins one game. Yeah, I know, but I mean, these throws that he's making are incredible. You're right, Patrick. I'm not Mahomes discounting that. Yes, yes. I'm uh, not discounting that, but let's not say. Listen, excited for the win. Um, my my results from this are I'm gonna root for them this week. If they can win two games and start getting on a roll, I'm gonna root for them. If not. And they get the loss this week. Pack it in. Pack it in. Let's not win another game all year. <laughs> you can't have another year of that. Oh, yes, we can. Sal is uh, a first-year head coach. He's fine. And, listen, we need a, we need some more players. I'd like – I would like – I know Becton's hurt, and Becton is a fucking stud. But I would like another lineman in there. You'll get one. You don't need to be drafting first or second to – to get that. I mean, listen, it's important for rookie quarterbacks to win games. Yeah, he You're did. not going to win many of them. No, one doesn't count. He's got to get like four or five. He's got to lead his team to another comeback or two. One on the road would be nice. It, I think you can beat Atlanta this week. I might be a foreshadowing of my pick. Who knows? Mm. But I, I was very impressed with Wilson. I, I got to admit, I didn't get a chance to watch a lot of this game. Because obviously the Giants were playing at the same time, which I fucking hate, and that shouldn't happen. Um, but from what I saw, I, that one throw that he just dropped in to fucking Corey Davis on on it was it was Stop. remarkable. It was such a perfect throw, and he's got Moxie, man. And as long as he can stay confident and and make a couple plays that offset the mistakes, I think he's going to be okay. And I most impressed with your defense because they've had so many opportunities early in the year where they could just fold like cheap tents and give up and they don't give up. They play with a lot of passion, a lot of heart. And that last stop that they made on Tennessee to force the long field goal attempt that was missed was, was just phenomenal. Yeah, absolutely, man. I, I was really happy. And, and honestly, I got to give a lot of head, credit to the head coach. Cause I think he's the one holding this all together. I agree. I mean, he was brought in to be the leader, and all I can tell you, and I'm sure I don't have to remind you, he really seems like the anti-Adam Gase, which is really good. Yeah, he's the anti-serial killer. All right, moving on to the Giants, <laughs> who are 1-3 now. They beat the Saints 27-21. 
Why is Jameis not throwing the goddamn football is my question from the Saints. I know that he throws a lot of interceptions, but you got to open up the playbook for him a little bit. Listen, I mean, Alvin Kamara, the guy's got 30 touchdowns in 30 games and you know to start his career, and that's why his numbers are so high. You cannot fill this guy up like he's a Derrick Henry. But back to the Giants. The defense still looks a little shaky, but Danny Dimes, man... Year three, this is a big year for him, and he's starting to to show some signs. The turnovers are down, especially the fumbles, and the intercept and the bad interceptions are down. I, I like everything I'm seeing out of him. He's he's starting to really get control of this offense. I've been incredibly impressed with Daniel Jones. After week one, it looked like it was going to be more of the same. He had that terrible fumble um, against Denver as they were driving. But you know what? Out. I don't think he's had a single one since. He hasn't. And they got to have a little Tom Coughlin in him with, uh, with Tiki with Barber. Tiki. Make him carry around a football throughout the facility. Yeah, they really should, especially if they're going to keep using him in these RPOs. He didn't run as much today or uh, on Sunday as he did. In, uh, he didn't have to. He was weeks, showing off that he didn't arm. Have to. He was showing off the arm. A couple observations from Jones was his deep ball has been really good this year in all four games, he's made at least one throw of at least 45 yards on the dime to a wide receiver. And this week it was to John Ross who came back and he made his first appearance. And I know he's a burner. That's what he's supposed to do. He got behind the corner and, and Jones hit him for a touchdown. Um, his arm looks stronger. He's obviously always been really good on those intermediate routes. Kenny Galladay had a huge day uh, finally showing why they gave him that contract. And he, the, the biggest thing to me, uh, we know he's been turnover prone, and, and that makes sense when you have a bad offensive line. The last two games, the offensive line has played really well yep. for the Giants. Stood up and tall. Jones has been able to make throws and plays. And, and let's, let's remember, this New Orleans defense is pretty good. They can get after the quarterback, and they have good players in the secondary. Uh, I know Lattimore was out, but they still have plenty of talent. And Jones was carving them up because he had time to make plays. It's amazing how much better a quarterback can look when he actually has time to survey the field and have his targets actually get to the place they're supposed to be. Um, it was a very impressive game, and, and your boy Shaky Saquon, it finally looks like he's he's not all the way back, but he's really close. Yeah, he was explosive. And the defense, you're right, they're still shaky. But for the first time this year, they didn't give up the big play that cost them the game. They, mm-hmm. they stood tall when they had to, and, and that's hopefully something that can carry on over. All right, now we'll, now we'll run down the docket. First game I got here, Kansas City 42 at the Eagles 30. The only thing I take away from this game, because we know Kansas City is going to put up points, Tyreek Hill went absolutely berserk. You're giving up 30 points to the Eagles here, though. Their defense sucks, man. They might be the worst defense in the league. Is this something to you that as the season goes on is going to be like a really red flag? Uh, It absolutely is because, you know, this team is poised to go back to the Super Bowl and in their eyes win it again, and this defense is going to hold them back. We'll talk about the Bills in a little bit, I'm sure, but I I don't think they're even in that class, but they're going to win games like this simply because they will outscore bad teams yeah but they're not going to win games like that again in the playoffs you know what i mean right yeah because i guess you make a good point is with the chiefs at at this ledger we can't talk about them they're going to win their regular season games they're going to win 12 or 13 games the the biggest concern there is 
we just want to get to the playoffs. And is this defense corrected by then? I mean, Frank Clark has not been very good. It doesn't seem like Chris Jones is playing the position that he should be playing. Yeah, absolutely. And I believe Marshawn Lattimore signed with, um, not Marshawn Lattimore, excuse me, Stefan Gilmore. Um, Mm -hmm. I'm getting my good corners mixed up here. Signed with the Panthers. That's a guy, I don't know the Chiefs cap situation. I'm not as locked into the NFL cap because it's way more complicated than the NBA cap. But that's a guy that they should have their their eyes on. Totally. Uh, They're a sieve right now. I mean, even Richard Sherman, who signed on with uh, Tampa Bay, he would have been an upgrade from what they're rolling out there right now. Yeah, it's like... Listen, I know they had a good year out of the, the rookie that they had last year, and Tyron Mathieu is good, but they're not generating any pressure. Where's Frank Clark? Oh, he's yeah, he hasn't applied any pressure, man. He, he does not have that speed that he once did. No. All right, moving on to the next game. Dallas Cowboys, 36. Carolina Panthers, 28. Listen, man, the Dallas Cowboys have – I know they scored 28 points, but it looks like they found themselves a defense. Well, they put up 36, actually. Um, yeah, I know, but they gave up 28 on defense. They gave up, Yeah, they gave up 28. Diggs has five picks. Oh, yeah, he's the real deal. He's one of the best corners in the league, and their first-round pick is all over the field. Parsons is so much of a stud that they cut... Um, the guy uh, out of Jay- Notre Dame. Jalen Smith, yeah, yeah. Who, who sounds like he's going to the Packers. Um, but, wow, it's, man, I... It's very impressive what Dallas has done. They and listen, I, I see Will Smith smiling. This team looks good, man. I think they're definitely the class of the NFC East. Oh, I don't think it's close. Uh, they're head and shoulders above any other team in the and, NFC and East your right whole now. Point, and your whole point when you said it was going to be close and whatever on our first pod was their defense. And, I mean, obviously there was a ton of question marks. I can't blame you for saying that, but I think some questions have been answered. Well, it was a question mark because they historically had the worst defense of all time last year. So I thought, yeah. I think it was the fair area of absolutely. Concern. It definitely. But was. I give Dan, I give Dan Quinn a shit ton of credit for what he's done for this defense. I mean, obviously he's kind of he lost a little bit of uh, a little bit of that shine because of what happened in Atlanta those last few years. But let's not forget he was the orchestrator of the Legion of Boom. That Atlanta defense was never terrible. It was more their offense after they blew that that uh, Super Bowl that never seemed to get on track. He's got these guys playing really hard, playing really well, and if they can play defense like this, the offense we know is going to score points, and so far through four games, uh, that's been the recipe. Yeah, absolutely. All right, moving on to the next game, Browns 14, Vikings 7. That Vikings team has a lot of weapons on offense, but they looked anemic, and I give a lot of credit to the Browns defense. Browns defense is so good. Yeah. They've got so many blue chip players from drafting first overall for 20 years. Um, And listen, their offense did just enough, and and this is what it's going to be. Baker's not going to go out there and put up a million points. If the defense is making plays, they're going to give it to those two running backs. The difference between the Browns prior to to Stefanski and what they are now is that they've, over the last few years, have won games ugly. And in the NFL, that's more than fine because all that me matters something. is the W. And that shows me something, for sure. This was an ugly game. This was a disgusting game. Red Zone couldn't have spent more than maybe five seconds on it. But they won a game 14-7 to on the road, and you have to do that in the league. Yes. Moving on to the next game. Lions lost to the Bears 24-14. Oh to 
the Bears fans, I guess, can breathe a little bit easier. I think Nagy is an ult- the ultimate fucking... He might... Is he first coach fired? Probably not with this win and with Urban Meyer getting a little lappy-dancy. But... <laughs> and not wanting to be there, seemingly. Um, but, I, I mean... I liked what I saw from Fields. They, 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 they tailored the offense to what he can do as opposed to what Andy Dalton can do a little bit more. Um, and then as for the Lions, I mean, I think they had the least talent in football aside from, um, what's his name, DeAndre Swift. They don't really have much, and Hawkinson. And their defense wow. is bad. Yeah, I mean, this is how bad the Lions are, that they made the Bears look competent. Yeah. And because listen, the Bears also were terrible, but my God. If you're God. Justin Fields and you had that one of the worst games I've ever seen played and not really his fault, seeing the lines on his schedule must have been, you know, must have brought a smile to his frowning face. The Lions had four possessions inside the 10 and didn't score a point. How is that possible? They didn't even kick a field goal. Well, they listen, didn't score a point. My Bears, my Bears are 2-2 two and two right now. They are. Hey, you know what? Win ugly, and they, they did that against Detroit, who, yeah, I, I predicted Detroit to win one or two more games than Chicago, and, well, I'm, I'm looking wrong right now. Yep. Moving on to the next game, Bills. Don't have to talk much about this. 40 to nothing, Texans. Texans are really starting to fall apart. Yeah, it helps when Davis Mills is your quarterback. Um, the Bills have won the last two games 70 to nothing. Oof. That's big time. That's a team I mean, that's clicking on all cylinders. They, they're the class of the AFC to you now. Yeah, I mean, I, I'd like to see their defense play some better teams. But, and I, but I do think the Pittsburgh game was an absolute fluke. Oh, of course it was. And we were kind of you know, hinting at that after that game. I don't think we took anything. If you listen to our week one preview, I think we both acknowledged that the Steelers won because of a – Missed a, a botched punt, and then, you know, they the Bills just for whatever reason were out of sync, and it looked like a preseason game. Definitely. All right, next game, Colts 27, Dolphins 17. Um, I actually took the Dolphins uh, spread in this one. They did not cover. I think it was plus four, plus four and a half. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I, listen, to me... This is just a game that really doesn't have a lot of impact on where the NFL stands right now. We know the Dolphins are free-falling. Their quarterback situation is kind of a mess. Brissett will keep you in games, but he's most likely not going to win you games. And then, obviously, Wentz, I mean, who knows? Can they be the best team in that shitty division? I mean, after that loss that Tennessee put up to your Jets, I still think they're the best team, but... Oh, the winner of this division. This might be the worst division in football. Yeah. Your Giants are bailed out in the rest of the NFC least. Well, what I was because Dallas looks better in yeah. the NFC least than any team in the AFC South looks. Absolutely. They they definitely do. But yeah, the Colts Colts could definitely grab a hold of this division if Tennessee slides. Oh, I think so. I mean, they but again, it's going to be what what is the Carson Wentz roller coaster? <sighs> Yeah, I don't, I'm glad I'm not on that. I'm glad I'm not yeah. on that ride. Me too. All right, moving on to the next game. The Washington football team went into Atlanta and beat them 34-30. to I don't know if this game has much meaning, except for that the Falcons are just putrid. Matt Ryan looks done. Oh, he's so bad. 
so uh, bad. He just doesn't look. He looks like he looks like he's seeing ghosts, Sam Darnold style, where he just he like I feel like he's bracing for a hit that's not there, and then he can't make the throw. Can we just be honest? He hasn't been good in a few years, and I think we were so caught up in what he was for a while. Always a playoff team. Going to the Super Bowl, you know winning he, MVP. You know what he, he good You know what he reminds me of is a guy that had a lot of solid years and then one big year where he won the MVP and went to the Super Bowl. Same thing as Cam Newton. And I feel Ooh. like he gets a lot more respect for that Super Bowl, that one good year run, and then it just wasn't there. Very, very Gilbert Arenas-esque. Two cops you know, there for you. Two. Two. And and the Cam one was great. I did not see that coming. I guess when I think Matt Ryan, I don't think Cam Newton. But you're right. The, I'm not saying skill is, wise. I'm not going to mistake know, one know, for I the know. other. But I'm not saying that you are. That's why I'm just acknowledging that it's like, oh, when I think of Matt Ryan, I don't think Cam Newton. But yeah, you're right when you think about it because there is this belief amongst obviously Vegas, obviously us who picked them to be the second team in the South, mm-hmm. and there's this prevailing notion that with the weapons that he's had at his disposal and the weapons he has now, and they brought in Kyle Pitts that he's going to be better. And this team just doesn't score points. And it makes that giants loss to them at the, at the game ending field goal just looks so fucking horrific because Washington and, and let's give some props to Taylor Heineke. He actually has some shit to him. Yeah. And he's running this team really well. He's doing a great job. They believe in him. Absolutely. You ready to move on to the next game? Yep. Seahawks go into San Francisco 28-21. This is not good for me. I have a side bet with a buddy of mine that the Niners will be better, have a better record at the end of the year than the Cardinals. That's not looking good for me. No, it's not. It's not looking good for you at all. No. And for this one, I I mean, San Francisco, I I don't even know what to say about them. Like, when are we going to just – they're the Mets, Man. They're always injured, and, you know, it's just like, who else is going to get hurt? When is the entire and, training staff and anybody that has anything to do with medicalness is is canned, and they just start med- over? There's a lot of good doctors out there in California. <laughs> medicalness. I think you just invented a new word. I think um, it's a good word. Uh, yeah, it doesn't sound great, but who knows? Maybe it'll gain traction. Um, health is another word you could use there, but... Garoppolo seems to be very emblematic of this, doesn't he? Because he, he gets hurt and he's on the sideline and it's like it's a calf injury and he might be out four to six weeks. And then now midweek they're like, oh, it's not as bad as we thought. He might play. I mean, Trey, to me, the, the biggest observation before we talk about Seattle is, uh, you know, Trey Lance just doesn't look ready. He's going to make plays because he's athletic enough and he's going to run for some yards, but he just doesn't seem like he has a real concept of NFL football yet. Am no. I- he that. needed a year. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. They don't they don't want to play him, but they might be forced to. What do you think of Seattle? Because this is also a roller coaster team. Is there anything they did in this game that inspires you to think that they could go on a little bit of a run here? I know they have a big Thursday night game tomorrow. No. Yeah. No, they took care of business. They did what they had to do. That's it. There you go. Yeah, I kind of feel the same way. I'm more concerned about the Niners, especially with my pick there. Mm-hmm. I don't blame you. That's a, that's a and, tough one. And moving on to the next game that has me really concerned about the Niners is the Cardinals go into L.A. and just wow. beat the shit out of the Rams. Aaron Donald, Aaron Donald who? 
37 to 20. This was the most impressive win by any team in this week. Kyler, I mean, there was a lot of question marks about him. He was clearly hurt last year. He's a gadget player, whatever. He, I mean, aside from Patrick Mahomes, it's like him, Justin Herbert, are the next up-and-coming guys, man. They are. They are. And I think that we have our answer now of Kyler being hurt last year and maybe not wanting to run. He's just one of the most dynamic playmakers in the NFL. I mean, I think you could go whatever order you want, you go Mahomes, Kyler, Lamar. I might put, I might put Kyler second just because of the accuracy. No, I'm just talking about those three guys as far as like running slash throwing quarterbacks, Mm. like those improvisational playmakers. And he's got a bazooka too. He does. I'll take Kyler over Lamar. You're starting a team right now. You're on the giants. I'm on the jets. Give me Kyler over Lamar any day of the week. He's more of a quarterback. I, he seems to be. He seems to be. He's definitely more accurate. Oh, come on, dude. Come on. Not it's even crazy. close. And the playmakers he has. I mean, you bring in, you've got Edmonds, and you've obviously got Hopkins. and you've, you What a signing with A.J. AJ Green. Green. Rejuvenated. Right? It's it's pretty it's pretty crazy, man. And he doesn't have to be a lot, you know. He just has to be a guy that gets open and and makes plays. And he's going to get you a couple of big catches every game. I mean, what more can you ask for? Yes. All right. Next game: Packers Steelers twenty seven seventeen. I don't really take anything away from this except for the Steelers are decimated at all levels. Ben is done. They can't block anything. Najee Harris, before he even gets to the line of scrimmage, has three guys draped all over him. They're wide receivers, I feel for them, because Ben can't get on the ball. This team is just not good. It's not good. I mean, Roethlisberger sucks. He yeah, fucking sucks. I know you like shitting on him. I know you do. I mean, it's so easy to. This is not new. This is an Eli thing. It will always be. I'll give you, I'll give you 30 seconds. Go ahead. Eli Manning. Oh, no, it's not Eli Manning. It's Ben Roethlisberger. He sucked for he has sucked for about five years. He hasn't been able to throw the ball downfield for about five six years. He was propped up by a defense and an offensive line and much better coaching. He's the same position Eli was in for five, five years ago. That's all right, all. Um, I'm proud of you for that. Um, Ravens twenty seven, Broncos seven. Um, a lot of questions answered to me about the Broncos. They can't hang with the big boys. I think Teddy B went out in this game a little bit. Drew Locke coming into a game doesn't uh, inspire any confidence out of me. Um, but the Ravens took care of business on the road. Yeah, a little. Um, it, there was a little bit of issues going on there towards at the end, right? I mean, that uh, Fangio was a little pissed off that. Harbaugh wanted to run to get the 42 game straight record of 100 rushing yards. Oh, get I, over it. I, that's my thought. I'm like, I could care less. I mean, stop them for God's sakes. In the game, it's not like they're running up the score on you. Yeah, exactly. And even if they are, you guys are pros. Everybody's getting their paychecks. Totally. All right, moving on to the next game. We have the Sunday night big emotion game. Tampa Bay Buccaneers going to Foxborough and beat the Patriots 19-17. I thought Mac Jones looked pretty good in this game. Didn't make any mistakes as per usual. Brady with the ball with three minutes left. Locked it in. Locked it in. What did you think of Belichick going for the field goal there with Folk at the end? 
in the rain. Um, yeah. And Mac Jones, I think, completed like 19 straight passes, something like that, previous to that. I don't know. Uh, it, it, honestly, you know, Belichick rarely makes mistakes. I, I think that was a mistake. I think it was a mistake, too. I I would not have made that move, and you coached Brady for all those years. Uh, you got to try to win, at least if you're going to kick the field goal, get a little closer than that. Yeah. Uh, it was, and there was time on the clock left. I don't know. Bad call, I, I just a I bad like call. It. Yeah, especially when Mac Jones is just on a heater like that. Yep. Seeing the field really well. I mean, there's clearly a lot of motion, a lot of emotion in this game because I think if the Tampa Bay Bucks played, you know, anybody else, they probably win this game. They probably score at least twenty four points. Yeah. I would say so. And Brady did look a little overwhelmed to you. I know people are going to talk about the rain. He's played in the rain so many times. Yeah, I, the I rain in Foxborough, like that. Tom Brady's never done that before. That's what was such a cop-out. It's like, no, and it's okay to acknowledge that he was a little overwhelmed. I mean, yes, he's played in every big game in the world, and he's won, and he's played well in them. But this is unlike any of those games, man. Exactly. All right, final game. Chargers take care of business. They had a big. St- I think this was a huge win for them because Oakland's playing well this year. Twenty-eight to fourteen. Herbert was absolutely electric. Oh my god! I, you could just watch that guy throw the football all day long. It's it's a clinic that he puts on. And the, and this is a good team. They have a decent defense. They got a lot of pressure on the quarterback, and he stood right in there and just slung it all over the yard. And their defense really stepped up today as well. They they did man. on uh, Monday. Sorry, not today. It was. I look at this Charger team, and I. It's hard for me to imagine that they're not going to be a playoff team as long as Herbert's healthy, because they have all those components that good teams have. Um, Vegas on the other side. Did you hear what Joey Bosa said about Derek Carr? What did he say? He basically was like, "Hey, once you hit him, you rattle him, and he gets shook." Oof. It's not something that you want it's not something that you want to hear. Uh at Gruden all. didn't like hearing that. No. Not even not even a little bit. Listen, I'm not gonna discredit what Carr's done so far. We'll have to see. That's a development though. New development. I'll have to keep my eye on that. There you go. Alright, ready you to know, make some picks, buddy boy? You're a big Gruden guy. Oh fuck Gruden. Alright. <laughs> Last week's picks. Two weeks ago's picks, I'm sorry. Um, I went three and zero. You went three and one. I pushed on my sperm bank. So everybody out there, don't get mad at me. You just got your money back. That's not the worst thing in the world, right? No, you could do a lot worse. I'm not even gonna recap them because it was two weeks ago, and I don't want to confuse anybody, uh, including myself. Most <laughs> really myself. Um, all right, you ready to run down? We are obviously using as we do every week Fox Sports bets lines. Yep. Shawnee boy, give me your first pick for week five of the NFL season. All right. Well, I'm looking at um, I'm looking at your New York Jets. I actually got to get the lines up right now. For some reason, I have my computer up, and I did not for some reason. I got you. I got you. Atlanta, so you, wanna, you, you want to give me the spreads? I'm going to feed them. them to you. All right? I appreciate that. Atlanta appreciate is that. favored in London by three and a half. 
in London by three and a half. Yeah, I can also text right. it to you right now while you while you uh, talk away. No, we're we're good. We're good. Um, three and a half in London. You know, give me the Jets in this game. Atlanta sucks, man. Uh, they beat the Giants, who also aren't good. Uh, they're trending in the right direction after Sunday, but no, I like the Jets. Let's carry the momentum over. I don't Look think Atlanta's you. that good. Well, I'm glad you're going against me because I got Atlanta minus three and a half. The Jets got their big win. Atlanta's backs against the wall. I think Atlanta's going to figure something out, a little something out offensively this week. All right. Well, you're picking against your team, but your other team, I think, that you love to pick, the uh, Falcons are getting the best of you. Yeah, they are. And you more, like, you love to pick the Falcons. It's the Falcons and the, and the Vikings for you. But I, I did just send you the picks over, by the way. I heard the vibrate there. Um, there it goes. Yeah, I am going to take the Atlanta Falcons just – one, to go against you, and also just because I don't think the Jets are going to win two weeks in a row, and I think the Falcons are going to be able to win by four or more. Well, you're rooting for your Jets to lose, right? Absolutely. They got their one win. All right, okay. the next game we got up, we have the Dallas Cowboys favored by seven against mm. your New York Giants, and I believe this game is in Dallas, I think? It's in da- Yep, it's in Dallas. All right, buddy, what say you? I'm taking the Cowboys. Mm, me too. Dallas minus seven. Minus a full tutty. Yeah, it's hard for me to think that the Giants are going to keep it within seven. I mean, I like everything. With that defense, I don't I don't think so either with that Dallas defense. I think the Giants are going to put up points. I mean, don't get me wrong. I mean, one thing we didn't mention when we went over the Panthers-Cowboys game was how good Darnold looked for the majority of that game. The Cowboys defense will give up points. The biggest thing that they're doing now is they're getting turnovers. I think the Giants are going to hang there. They might even have a lead at a couple points in the game, but when it's all said and done, the Cowboys probably win by double digits. Yep. I think this is a 10-point game all the way. All right, next game for you, your third game on the docket, first uh, out-of-market game, I guess so. Yeah. um, All right, so looking at these spreads, I appreciate you sending them my way. I'm going to go into Carolina where the Eagles are uh, visiting the Panthers. The Panthers did pick up uh, Stephon Gilmore, as you mentioned. Carolina's a four-point favorite at home. Give me the Panthers. I love the way this team has played this year. They've really played well, and they could have beaten Dallas. They they ended up folding there, but they lost by eight um, or six, I think it was. Um, But Darnold's played exceptionally well this year, and they have a running attack. Their defense is very stout, about to get better. And the Eagles, they won that first game in Atlanta. We were saying, hey, maybe they're not as bad as we thought. Well, now we know what Atlanta is, and since then, Philly hasn't won. So give me the Panthers. All right, Carolina minus four for you. Uh, My third pick, I'm going to Cincinnati. Listen, Cincinnati's played nobody. I know they're three and one. Um, But I I think Green Bay absolutely rolls them this week. They need another big-time win in Green Bay. Is this line for real? Minus three, baby. That's what I'm picking it up at. You're looking at it. I'm looking at it. I just can't can't believe that it's minus three. So they think this is a a tie game, an even pick them? On a neutral site, huh? Well, no, actually, because it's in Cincinnati. So Green Bay would be favored by six at home. So at a neutral site, they'd be favored by, I don't know. Three. Yeah. Okay. 
still though, Green Bay only a three point favorite. That's that's hard to believe. Um, yeah, I would take Green Bay in that one too. For my last pick before we get to uh, the much anticipated sperm bank pick, I'm going to go to Jacksonville where Urban Meyer may or may not be on the sideline, and the Titans are a four point favorite on the road. That's right. I'm going with another road team. This week, the Titans feel bad about that loss to the Jets. Listen, you can't lose to the Jets. On you the haven't road. even checked if the wide receivers are playing or not. That's you're that I confident. Need, I don't need to. I, <laughs> I think that they're going to run Derrick Henry all day, all night. And the Jaguars, I mean, listen, they played a close game. I give them credit on the road in Cincinnati. This team is nothing but turmoil. This team is nothing but chaos. It's been a shit show. This is the time to pick a road team against them. So I'm going to like the Titans to get back on track this week and easily cover that four points. All right, you got Tennessee minus four on the road in your final pick. My final pick, the sperm, the the 2-0, not really 3-0, sperm bank pick of the week. Everybody, get your money together that you have won over the last the first three weeks sorry I know people were waiting holding their breath for our week four picks listen last week this cough is just not going away it would not have been good news to have Sean to have me on the podcast Sean you've been I, holding up this week we've done two pods you sound great thank you I'm starting to feel a little bit better I hope um, I am going to Houston mmm and Houston is absolutely falling apart. And it's Tyrod Taylor not being there is not much of a help. The New England Patriots are minus nine. Another thing is Bill Belichick absolutely, literally pays no rent but owns all of Houston and all of the Texans. <laughs> Just owns it. He was like he inherited it. You know, his family inherited it back in like the 1700s and he just owned the land. Yeah, it's his. And that's why the New England Patriots are going to go in there after a loss, and they're going to put a fucking whooping on the Texans. I like this pick by you. And I'm not going to lie. I was staring at it myself before I gave that fourth and final pick. Nine is a big number, but yeah, Houston, my God, with Davis Mills at quarterback. And the Pats need this game. Oh, desperately. And I I just don't think they're going to fuck around. Apparently not. They're they're gonna win this game cleaning up. So, yep. all right. There's the sperm bank pick of the week. We didn't have one last week. Are you gonna give a second one, or are we only going one a week here? You want me to make up for it? It's up to you, man. You're you're the one who's giving away money here. So it's, it's well. Up to listen, you. honestly, I'm jealous of your Carolina pick. So if I'm gonna give another sperm bank pick of the week, a bonus sperm bank pick of the week. It's going to be the Panthers at home against Philly, especially if they can integrate Gilmore into that offense, where uh, or into defense. that defense. Excuse me. Where I mean, as a corner, you just say, "Hey, go go cover the best guy." Yeah, kind of what we saw Sherman do uh, with Tampa the other night, right? Exactly. So I put a little star next to your pick, so I remember it because I'm obviously keeping track. I wrote them down, so we'll have to remember that for next week. Bonus sperm bank pick of the week. Take a little bit of that winnings and sprinkle it. On Carolina minus four. If you want to do a parlay, <laughs> hey, you know what? You want to get those plus odds? Go for that too. I might. There you go. See, I, I coached you into it. You didn't appreciate much, it. Con- much convincing, and I had a feeling that you were going to be uh, happy with that. So, good job by you. Thank you, man, and good job by you as well. Great week. You got anything going on this weekend? Anything good? You're not going to be going to that. Uh, what is it? ATL or whatever it's called. Uh, no, ACL weekend too. I will not be. Uh, I'll not be going. Um, 
I'm working late Friday night, so nothing there. And then Saturday, kind of just see what I feel like doing. Um, possibly go out and watch some college football. Listen, uh, the Yankees are done now. It. The Nets are, you know, the basketball season doesn't start until, although preseason started, which it seems like crazy because basketball doesn't start until December 22nd. I don't know what you're talking about. Basketball starts in a week and a half. No, I look it up. It's the first game in the NBA season. It said December 22nd. That was 2020, my friend. You better get on this because we have an NBA preview to do. The opening night is October 19th. That's in 13 Get out days. of town. Oh, yeah, you're right. I, I must have misgoogled <laughs> that. Shit. I, I, well, ladies and gentlemen, you know I'm always on the NBA, so I'll, I'll have my research ready when we have Sean's about, ready to go. We have about a week. Maybe next week we got to do two pods, too. We'll, we'll forego a Monday rundown to do uh, an NBA preview. All right, sounds like a plan to me. Sounds like I got a smidgey of research to do. Just a little bit. But, yeah, other than that, man, probably just go out to some bars and watch some college football and then kind of just see what else goes on. Um, they still haven't put up the line. My book still hasn't. I got a text. Oh, for you, They still Oklahoma. haven't put up the line. Like, oh, they don't even have I, – I want the money line. and All they have is the spread. I don't know if they're scared of college football. I don't know if they got – he must have got a win that I'm a college football shark now. Oh, it has to be. Yeah, he has to be. He's trying to keep you in the dark until kickoff. I'm just waiting for for FanDuel and and DraftKings to uh, to come to New York because I I want to kick this guy to the curb. So what bad. is taking so long? I don't know, man. Everything takes forever in New York. You ever tried to you ever tried to drive over a road here and say why don't they oh, pave yeah, this? Of course, of course. I mean, it's fucking unbelievable. And then when they do, they stick a bunch of loose asphalt on top that's gone. Before fucking before before the end of December. Yeah, that's great. Oh my well, god, Ohio State's minus twenty and a half to Maryland. <laughs> Listen, I I thought it was a bold strategy by you when you made that pick. This is going to be an upset for the ages, man. Hey, man, if that happens, I might just retire. I think you'd have to. If that happens, I would just say, you know what, you're undefeated the rest of year in the NFL sperm bank. Oh, Texas money lines up plus one forty. I'm gonna throw two hundred dollars on that. I like it. A thousand. A thousand. Even better. Even Fuck better. It. Fuck it. What are you doing this weekend other than being dialed into that game? Um, playing a little golf, trying to get as much as I can in. See, see where the weekend takes me as well. I think it's a good way to live, man. Yeah, it absolutely is. I think you Unless need to watch you got something really planned. I think you need to watch a little bit of Peaky Blinders. Oh, mm. by the way, I yeah. just watched. Um, must have been yesterday. Many Saints in Newark. What'd you think? What'd Everybody you think? says it sucked. I thought it was really good, honestly. Yeah. And and you just yeah. got to go into it with with the expectations set that it's a movie. It's not a series, so you're not going to be able to get every single little detail in. And they're going to do a sequel probably. So I, I thought it was excellent. I think the only people that said it sucked were probably people that were expecting more Sopranos. But it's like, it was more about the uncle, right? Yeah, it was why about his, his uncle that he talked about all the time. Yeah, why am I drawing a blank on his name? Uncle Dickie. Um, yeah, thank you. Um, so Incredibly, I, some one part of it was just amazing. Where you find out how he got killed. Oh, no shit. Do you want me to spoil okay. it? No, of course not. Let me spoil it for you. I got to talk no, about please, it with somebody. Please, please, no. I want to watch it. Take a guess because he didn't get killed by a cop. Take a guess. 
I don't know. Come on. It's so easy. The ultimate sleazeball. All right, fine. Give it away. Uncle Junior. <laughs> oh, no shit. Yes. He, uh, he, you'll watch the movie and you'll see why. I'm going to give a little forewarning at the beginning of the podcast to uh, let everybody know if they want to skip this part. Because I ruined it for you. I don't want to ruin it for everybody. By the way, Tony oh, kills still- Christopher at the end of uh, The Sopranos in case you guys are trying to watch that for the first time as well. Uh, yeah, I um, I will be watching this movie. I can't tell you exactly when, but I, this is there's not a lot of movies that I really want to see. But when I do, when there is one, I will make sure I watch it. I always do. All right, well, we'll uh, be sure to talk about it next next April. <laughs> Easy. They'll have a dump before then. Um, what is it? HBO Max, right? Yep. All right, cool. Um, yeah, so I'll watch that. You spoiled the ending, but I'm looking forward to just seeing how I just want to see the origins of a lot of these characters that you hear about throughout the series. So, oh, yeah. Everybody's in there. And a young Tony. and Yeah. No, I'm looking forward to it. So I'm glad to hear it was good. Yes. It was It was great by me. Uh, isn't that all that matters? Absolutely. I, I will be watching it again soon. Nice. Did you watch it with Michaela or was it just you? No. She was like, oh, I heard it got bad reviews. You can watch it on your own. She gave me, she gave me the green light. I said, Perfect. okay. That's that's what you want to do. I'm going to watch it. I don't care what other people think. No. You never have and you never will. Exactly. All right, man. Well, we did two this week. We gave our Yankees eulogy. We talked about a winning Sunday for our football teams. We're not going to and... talk about the Yankees. I don't even care if somebody gets fired until the final out of the World Series is made in this offseason. Oh, yeah, for sure. And we will talk baseball playoffs. We'll sprinkle that in with whatever other pods but now that you know december 22nd is not the start of the nba season uh, get to your research and uh we'll crank out an nba preview in a probably next week all right man well my cardiac kemba jersey t-shirt should be coming in any day oh boy yeah that's exciting gotta wear those sleeves sean ah not always all right well you're almost 30 so put some fucking sleeves on Eh, I'll think about it. All right. It's hot down here. All right. I'll talk to you later. Everybody, have a great rest of your week. Enjoy the week.